guys, welcome back to She Thinks She Knows. I'm Brianna. I'm Mahara. And I'm Demaya. Um, and today we're going to be talking about uh, this idea of racing yourself. So before we talk about it, we can just catch up a little bit. What's up? Everyone been doing stuff like that. Well, I'm going to start off by apologizing to you all for <laughs> not putting out an episode in quite some time as, you know, midterms come around and we have a lot of exams and things and people are working. It's, it's been hard to line up our schedules, but we're going to get it. We promise. Mm-hmm. But uh, the semester's almost over. I know. And <laughs> registered for second semester classes. Yeah, we registered for our second semester classes. I went to the sport management career fair today. It went pretty well. I had to send some follow-up emails. Mahara, what? What do you have to say? <laughs> Nothing. Like, I've just been getting beat up by the last couple weeks. <laughs> of school. I'm just ready to be out. Like, I've been just trying to catch up with work and stuff like that. So, I've been really trying to manage my time between everything I'm trying to do. And it's it's a struggle. But I'm ready for break. I'm ready for Thanksgiving break, which is a week from now. So Honestly, me too. But I have to say... This semester, it's done for for me. Like, I just have to try to finish as strong as possible. But next semester, like, it has to be a fresh start. Has to be all that I want it to be. Because I feel like it ties into our conversation, um, which we'll obviously get to. Exactly. This semester has felt like a race with time, but also literally done. Like, that's just that's great for me. I feel like this semester was like. It was too much of a routine, but I feel like it wasn't a, a productive routine. Like, I feel like me getting used to having a schedule that was, like, for the most part open was, like, not the best way mm-hmm. to start off the semester. And then when I started to get the hang of it and, like, actually staying up for the full day instead of taking naps every time <laughs> I could, it was already, like, it's already the end. I don't feel like I was, like, I don't feel like I was doing bad in terms of my productive, like, academic productivity. But just spending the day and using the time in the day well, overall, that was, like, my biggest struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I mean, you guys know, but my computer, oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> I'm, like, so, I just got my computer not too long ago. So I'm, like, so protective with it, and I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> and so there's, like, this issue with my mic, and I'm kind of worried about it. But I don't want to, like, jump to all these crazy conclusions yet because, you know, that's just going to make it worse on my part. I'm going to think, like, oh, my gosh, what money do you have to spend and da-da-da. But, yeah, I'm kind of annoyed with it. And I literally go – I went to, like, the IT. and I, Honestly, like, they didn't tell me anything that I didn't already know. I was, like, showing them what I did, and they're like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, so what are you going to do for me? <laughs> tell Nothing. me, tell me, tell me something. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Like, maybe update it. I was like, I did update it. <laughs> like, they're not qualified, really. Like, I feel like... They're students. No, like. I feel like, yeah, I feel like because I played around with it so much, I feel like I had discovered all the things that they potentially were looking for. Like, literally, they went to everything that I already wanted to. So I was just like, well, I guess my work here is, you know, I got to pass it on to the next person. I don't even know how you do that. I was looking at you yesterday. I'm just like, how does she even know what to Google. click? <laughs> okay. I Google everything. Like, I'm like, how do I, what happens if this happens? They're like, go to this. They literally give you a step-by-step on, mm. like, you know people online. I don't want any parts. <laughs> anyway, but we can get into the conversation. So the topic of today's conversation is racing, which is actually an idea Brianna came up with. So Yeah. So I was just looking in terms of, like, 
the year, well, the semester overall, and how a lot of the conversations that we've been having were like, oh my gosh, like, I need to get on it. This needs to happen now. Like, this, you know, it was just a lot of, like, critiquing, I feel like. And I think that ultimately stemmed from this idea of people always feeling like they need to be somewhere that they're not. Like, I feel like people aren't content with this idea of, like, oh, like, this is where I am right now and this is where I'm going. It's always like a, why am I not there yet? Or, like, I need to be doing something now for me to get there. Like, I'm not doing enough. And so it just made me think of, like, this idea of people having to always, like, compete with themselves. But, like, I just didn't know where that really even stems from because it's something that everyone does. Mm -hmm. But, like, I've never, like, there was never a... I feel like there was never something that clearly was like, this is why you're competing yourself. Like, it's just yeah. it's just people are doing it. So, like, why are people feeling like where they are isn't good enough? Like, you know? Um, I thought about this topic in, like, three different categories of life. So, I was thinking that I could just bring up each category and we can talk about it. Yeah. So, the first one is, like, academic slash career development slash, like, college life. Mm -hmm. Racing yourself in that aspect. Um, and I feel like that's, like, a big part of what most college students do including us and so for me I thought about it like this like like I'm in my sophomore year of college which doesn't sound pretty like it doesn't sound old mm -hmm. but if you think about it like there's really not that much time left and lately I've just been thinking about like all the opportunities that I feel like I could have taken advantage of starting for freshman year that I'm like not not that it's too late for me to continue them, but, like, I just wish I had started, like, in terms of, like, being part of groups and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, what else? Just, like, things with, I don't know, things that I feel like I messed up freshman year, now I'm starting to regret it because I feel like I'm, like, right now I'm, I'm like, behind. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I think in terms of academics, like, for me, I know what you mean by, like, you feel like there's all these opportunities that's being missed. I feel like during freshman year, I felt like I was missing a bunch of opportunities because I was like, oh, I'm not a part of groups, and everyone seems to be balancing extracurriculars and academics and a social life, like, and I'm just doing one at a time. And so it was definitely, like, for me, it felt like I wasn't doing enough. Mm -hmm. But then when I was just looking at it in terms of my academics, in terms of my credits and everything, it's like, oh, you're on track. So I kept hearing, oh, you're on track. Yeah, you're fine. Like, everything's good. If you want to do something, you could do this, but, like, you're on track. So I felt like, for me, I was just kind of putting a pressure on myself because I was just surrounded by, I don't know, what looked like productivity from everyone else, you know? And when I would go to, like, meetings and meet other students, they're like, yeah, like, I'm double majoring in this with a minor in this, and I'm part of this group and I'm part of that group. But I'm like, double major? Like, don't, you know? Like, obviously, I, I'm not, like, there are majors where you could, you know, intermix, and a lot of the classes are dipping into the same things. But it, hearing it as a first year, I was thinking, oh, wow, like, these people, like, they're not wasting any time here. Like, they're, they're doing it. Like, they're doing all this stuff. What am I doing? So, I don't know. Like, that's definitely how I felt my freshman year. But I feel like after freshman year was over and it ended so quickly, and hearing like, oh, you have all this time, you have all this time, I feel like it just went by so quick, quickly because I was just thinking about just the time. Like, you know, I, I kept thinking, oh, the year is almost over. Literally when the year started, I was like, it's flying by. <laughs> and it was like, it just began. So I think that's ultimately what made it feel short because I just kept thinking about it being over. Mm -hmm. Same with this semester. Only difference is I wasn't so worried about I don't know. I wasn't really too worried about next semester. Like, I was just focusing on the now. And 
just doing what I was doing and just waiting for things to happen. But also about the opportunities thing, that idea of like not having opportunities, it was weird because I felt like I was missing opportunities, but then by the end of the semester, I had opportunities, like, and I like I took them, so it was it turned out well for me. But I wasn't like, it just I don't know. I feel like when you worry about so many things, like you miss like what's right in front of you. So like for me, I was worried about all that stuff, but something presented itself anyway. So it's like if you feel like there's not an opportunity, like most likely there probably just isn't, it's just not the time, you know? If that makes sense. Uh, <clears throat> in terms of opportunities and things like that in freshman year, I think, one, like both of you said, I, I think I was just letting them pass me by. And w now that I'm looking back on it and now that I'm trying to do things differently this year, I realized that a lot of me missing opportunities was because I was scared that I didn't have anybody to go with and because I didn't know what to expect. And so um, with that being said, I really did prevent myself from stepping out of my comfort zone mm -hmm. and trying new things and, and having the room for error that you have as a freshman mm -hmm. because with things like career fairs and things like um just like uh like resume workshops and all mm -hmm. these things that you know your college puts on yeah. in your freshman year you know you have room for error you have room to just go and not know what to expect and so that was one thing that looking back on it I really regret and so um, this year, I'm trying to do things by myself in my college, in my major, so that I can get the exposure that yeah. I need to be successful in this industry. And, you know, both of you guys are far from this, far from my college, so I don't even know why I was expecting to, like... <laughs> have somebody to go like with yeah exactly and you know that's when that's when making friends in your major and in your classes uh really is beneficial because then you have somebody to go to these events with and you have somebody to um have a shared experience with mm -hmm. and so that's what I'm trying to do this year is really really push myself out of my comfort zone trying new things and Really, it's so nerve-wracking for me, and I get so nervous, but it's something that I have to do, and I'm learning to do, and I'm learning to get better at. And so that's one thing that I really did re do regret is, like, not getting those, like, mess-ups mm -hmm. in freshman year because now I have to do it. And although, like you said, Maharo, people say you're young, like, after first semester sophomore year, like, it's you, <laughs> yeah, like you have to start getting ready to be an upperclassman. You know what I mean? Things get, things get real. And so sophomore year is like a, it's a big jump. Like mm -hmm. from, it's an in-between. It's like, you're not a freshman. You're not a junior. You're not an upperclassman, but <laughs> you're a sophomore. Like, you know, and, mm -hmm. and that has its own challenges that it presents. So that's something that in terms of opportunity that I'm trying to get better with. I think, like you said about independence, I feel like embracing embracing your own independence to actually make your own, make or break your like opportunities, I yeah. feel like that's scary because if I think about it, like nothing I've ever done 
up until this point, like I've never really gotten a serious, serious job, gotten a serious internship. So like, it's not even necessarily racing to get those things. It's more like I'm trying not to think about all the things that I have to do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not pushing too many expectations on myself, but I'm thinking ahead of the future. Like, most sophomores get internships. Yeah. Like, the exactly. summer before junior year. And so mm-hmm. I'm just like, like, I'm trying to make it so that I feel capable to do this stuff in my near future, as opposed to I feel like freshman year, like, I didn't even have to think about it. Like, I was just like, that's in the future future, but... It's here and it's now, so like, it's kind of hard. Um, I was I wanted to say something on that because, like, I know for me something that I talked a lot about was me looking at other people or hearing other people and kind of like being thrown off because they mm-hmm. seem like they're way ahead. And then you said something about like, you know, getting internships in your summer, the summer before junior year. Like that's something that most sophomores do. So I feel like, in terms of like, um this idea of comparing, you know? You know how people be like, oh, yeah, stay in your lane. Like, you know, like, it's... Don't worry about what the next guy is doing. Mm. You're on your own path. But why is it that it's so hard for you not to literally focus on your own path? Like, why can't people just trust... You know, like, trust the process, all that stuff. Like, <laughs> why you you can say all those things, but why is it that people have this tendency to just compare and to be like, well, everyone else is here, so I need to get there. You know, like, why is it that people... I think that... Or do you think people even do it? I think people definitely do it. Like, I do it myself. I just think it's because, like, when you think about college, it's like you're paying to get the most out of resources. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like once you graduate, these resources are, like, unavailable to you, and you're kind of actually alone. I mean, obviously, you know, colleges try to be like, you can still, we have a great alumni network. But, like, you're not, (laughs) (laughs) you're not here anymore, so you can't really get these resources as easily. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's why it's kind of a push to be, like, doing things earlier than later because I feel like your junior and senior year well the summer after senior year summer after junior year like it's kind of like a push to like really get these opportunities and resources because like once you're out of here you don't really get to explore like you kind of have like a like you know you kind of have a need to like find a real job get into a grad like you know Mm -hmm. so I feel like the reason I would say, like, oh, like, I need to get an internship this summer is just because, like, I feel like I'm paying for all these resources, and if I don't try to make the most out of it, like I've seen other people do, like, I'm not really here. Well, I'm not saying I'm not here for anything, but, like, these classes won't mean anything to me unless I actually see what I'm trying to get out of this college education and experience, mm-hmm. like, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like in terms of comparing, I think that I do sometimes compare to a negative, but I think a lot, like, a lot of, like, the reworking I've been doing is, like, get instead of comparing using other people's experience to like inspire me like other people who have graduated people who are like junior seniors whatever like the experiences they have had like in internships when they were like in the summer of sophomore year i feel like that's kind of inspiring like i want to do that instead of waiting for the last minute mm-hmm. um i think it can get unhealthy with comparing like especially if like let's say i apply to an internship and i don't get in like i don't get an internship this summer like i feel like it can get unhealthy for me to think like what's wrong with me like you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i want to apply for all the opportunities I can while I can. Yeah. But like like you said, it's my I have to stay in my lane or stick to my path. Yeah. <laughs> because if I don't get it, I don't get it and it's just a learning experience. But yeah. like I'll like I'll want to apply for it just to yeah. be, you know. Yeah. I think like an example a personal example of how cuz for me comparison was it's a big it was a big thing. 
it's something that now I'm not so, I feel like I, I've done better with not letting it kind of rule my actions. But in the beginning, it was harder. Like for me sitting in classes, even transitioning into college, sitting in classes, mm-hmm. it seemed like for some reason that everybody in the classroom that I was in was like two steps ahead in terms of how well they understood the content. And I know they say things like, oh, read this article about how you may not be the only person who's confused and da da da, like, you know. But for me, it really did feel, and even in some of, even in some of the classes that I take now, a lot of the people who are like, yeah, I just transitioned into this major, but they seem to already have some, like, some background that, I guess, you know, I feel like I was the only one that was late to the party every time. So I'm just like, okay, why is it? That I'm sitting in this room, I'm looking around, dumbfounded because I don't seem to, <laughs> I don't seem to get why everybody here is nodding their head in agreement. Like you know, I thought this was yeah. like a first, you know, like a, a introductory class. Like we're, we're supposed to be getting introduced to this. How is it you guys already know? It? Like you know, mm-hmm. so I feel like that was when it was hard for me to like not compare myself because it just seemed like everyone was on the same page. Like it was frustrating because I'm like looking at my notes. I'm like, okay, I don't get this. And initially, I didn't, I didn't, it didn't, like, it didn't matter to me because I was like, yeah, I don't know this stuff. Like, I've never built a house. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. I've never put in a window. I don't know, like, I don't know anything about this stuff, so I'm not here to act like I do. I'm here to learn it. But that kind of mindset got deteriorated over time when you're continuing to be the one struggling and everyone seems to be picking up. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> yeah. like, no, now something's experience. wrong. Like, you know? Um, so I think that that's just a little story about how that kind of, like, relate, like, how I can relate to that idea. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like an answer to my own question, I guess, would be like people kind of compare themselves because you sometimes, you have to believe your eyes. Like, you know, like if you see something is happening and you see that everyone seems to be doing, you know, on the same wave about something or everyone seems to have the same motivation and it's getting them, you know, for the most part in the same place, why does it, you know, why aren't you there? So I feel like that's kind of the way that I look at it. Um, well, <clears throat> the way I see it and like, comparing yourself is there's a standard like there's a standard for every what every grade in college you're supposed to do there's a standard for all the things that you're supposed to do before you graduate (laughs) in order to be to stand out as a good candidate for a job like there's a standard for everything in life and so when it comes to comparing yourself to other other sophomores comparing myself to other sophomores it's the standard that has been set you know what I mean and so when it comes to internships for example like you said you're supposed to have an internship going into your soft um junior year mm-hmm. summer of your junior year but it's like yeah it's a standard and yeah I don't have to stick to it but this is how people stand out mm-hmm. to um, employers, this is how people have talking points when they go to interviews and when they go, um, you know, um, pitch the them, fairs. yeah, <laughs> career fairs and pitch themselves to, to different people. So at the end of the day, it, I think it's really complex and it's really complicated because you don't want to be comparing yourself to other people and you, you can literally go against the status quo, but you have to keep in mind that you have to do certain things in order to set yourself up to be successful later mm-hmm. in life. And so I just think that when I look at it th- that way, like there is a standard and it has to be followed <laughs> in order for you to in order for you to get somewhere. And like Maharl said about like paying for 
like we're the ones that are paying for our college tuition. I will say this right now. Like I really can care less about the classes. Like, really like especially the ones that I have to take that are not in my major. Like they're my toughest classes. Like they're bringing my GPA down and they're just not enjoyable. And so when, except for economics, economics is a good, is a good uh, topic to learn. But, um, and like, so speaking to that, the other side of the college experience is your opportunities outside of the classroom. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I want to be the most successful in, Mm -hmm. I think, is like making networks and um, volunteering and having a lot of talking points of experiences that I've made while I'm here Mm -hmm. because I'm paying for this. And so if I know that academics are not the thing that are, that's going to like really make me be proud or make me buy in all the way, mm-hmm. then I need to find what I want to do here and I need to do that. And so when it comes to paying for your college tuition, I think you really have to take into account like what is it that I'm that I want to be here for Mm -hmm. and what are the things that come with it that I just have to do and how am I gonna balance doing those things that I have to do with those things that I want to do and those things that I need to do like you know (laughs) what I mean I mean have to do and need to do are the same thing (laughs) I was just talking But but yeah so like in terms of that you know that's all I have to say but are you? Do you want to speak on your other points or? Yeah, I was just gonna wrap that up with saying like, just in terms of raising yourself in general, like, there is always gonna be a feeling like I don't want to miss my mark, but like I feel like you know that saying, what is it? It was like, you're the youngest you'll ever be. Like, <laughs> what? Today you're like the today you're the youngest you'll ever be or something like that. Like, no, oh. never heard it. <laughs> You guys can look it up at home. (laughs) It's like a saying that's like, today you're the youngest you'll ever be. Like, you'll never get any younger than now. You only get older. And so, like, if you think that you've missed your mark, really, like, at this point, like, you can feel the same way in five, ten years because you're the youngest now. And, like, now you have the most opportunity to accomplish whatever goals you have. So, like, yeah, I think that in terms of, like, the academic college opportunity career that whole topic, mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, <laughs> that's how I feel. <laughs> the next area of life that I feel like racing myself or racing ourselves is like very relevant to or really important to. Is it romance? <laughs> no, no. <That's, laughs> not yet. That's the last one. Oh, <laughs> right. It's important to Demaya. But, uh, Shut up. The next one is developing your own sense of like, developing your own lifestyle, your sense. So like that includes your sense of style, like your habits, your like the things that you want. I guess the material and like the life things that you want that are not things you can attain, like a job or, you know, things like that. So like I think a good example of this is like, you know, people say like hot girl summer, (laughs) hot girl summer or like you see those tweets. It's like. I want a vacation here with the love, well, not the love of my life, but like, I, I want a vacation. <laughs> yeah. here. That's what you mean. <laughs> yeah, like, I want a vacation here. Like, I want to book flights, cash flights, my feelings, like, that whole yeah. thing. I feel like that's another thing of people can race themselves, especially with the influence of that's social true. media. Because it's like, at this point, we're, well, I'm 
We're, we're almost, we're all almost in our 20s. Demai is like 23 or something. <laughs> Old head over here. Quiet. We're all basically like 20 adjacent, like almost in our 20s. And I feel like that's the stage where a lot of people start popping out, especially mm-hmm. on social media, especially with like this generation, like yeah. traveling, like booking flights, like doing all this stuff that's like seen as like, not even adulting. luxury, but like <laughs> adulting. Like, the benefits of adulting, like, the fabulous yeah. aspects mm-hmm. of it. And I feel like racing yourself can definitely um, come into play here because you can feel like, you know, I'm a, you can feel like I'm a broke college student or, like, I'm just in college. Like, I'm not really doing anything. I'm not living life outside of college. And so, like, I, you, you kind of want to race yourself to experience all these, like, good things. Um, and, yeah, like, that's something I wanted to talk about because I feel like a lot of people feel like that, especially girls. I mean, boys too, but like, you know. Yeah, well, speaking speaking on that, um, I feel like in terms of that social aspect, I definitely, social media was definitely like one of the biggest things that made me put pressure on myself. <laughs> because I'm someone, like if I'm thinking about it, like I'm not someone who's looking forward to adulthood in the terms of like responsibilities. Like I guess that's really like the most generic response to it, but I'm someone who's, I like being young and I like, you know, not having to worry about all those, you know, big finances and building credit, you know, like stuff like that. Like I want to be able to do it well. Like that's like, I like researching into those things so that I know enough about it, but actually getting it started, like that whole idea of getting into like financial, um, like, um, how do I say literacy? No, like, um, like pretty much digging yourself into a hole, like financially. Like, like that type, yeah, like that type of stuff. Like <laughs> I'm debt. not looking forward to that. Like I'm not looking forward to struggling financially and oh my gosh, my credit's so bad, I have to build it mm-hmm. back up. How am I gonna do that? And on top of that, I have insurance, and then I have this, and I have bills. Like that, when I hear that, I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is too much. I want to do it like really well, but at the same time, I know that I know that like to get big rewards, you have to take big risks. So like I think mm-hmm. for me, in terms of my like being in a race socially like on that one like i'm way in the back like i'm i'm fine with like not because Mm. i'm so worried about all the negatives that'll come about it that i'm not trying to rush it but at the same time i feel like that's not really like a good thing because how do you feel you're late sorry to cut you off but like how do you feel about like like do you have ideas about the (laughs) the lifestyle you want to live like in terms of like even on the college campus, but, like, as an adult, adult, like, yeah. when you're living like by yourself, like, um, the yeah. material, not even material, but, like, the visual aspects of Honestly, it. Honestly, okay, looking into it, mat- so I'm going to actually answer materialistic first. Like, in terms of material things, like, I'm someone who's not very materialistic. As of now, the the one materialistic thing that I'm really into <laughs> is my shoe, is, is oh building boy. up a shoe game. Like, you guys know, oh, that's, that's, like the, that's, like, the one materialistic thing that I'm really into. I like the idea of like, oh, I want to buy new clothes, but like, really, like, I just want to buy clothes for, I want to be able to buy clothes for occasion. Like, I'm not someone mm-hmm. who's like, oh, I just want to have that in my closet just in case. Like, you know, I'm not one of those people. Vis- like, visualizing my adulthood, I see myself just doing service, like a lot of service. I don't know why. Like, I don't see myself traveling too much unless it's for service. Like, oh, like, I got to go here and help mm-hmm. and help with this. Um, I feel like when it comes to like uh, taking vacations and and going this place and going that place, like, I see myself doing it with people, with family, with, like, a significant other, you know, like, stuff like that. Like, I see that happening later, later into my life. And I don't, like, I don't like planes. So that's probably one of the reasons why I don't <laughs> see it happening, like, honestly. But in terms of, like, just my young adult life, I really see myself just 
getting like well interconnected with the community I'm in because I like the idea of living somewhere where you can like actually know the people there and feeling comfortable like just taking a walk somewhere. I like the idea of seeing my work somewhere. So like this, like for what I want to do when I graduate, oh, I want to help Habitat for Humanity, something like that, like, you know, where I can literally walk down the street and see something that I put my hands on. Like, I like that feeling more so than just physically doing certain things. Like, I don't have a list, like a bucket list. It's just, I want to see myself doing, I just see myself doing things that I can look back at and be like, oh, wow. Like, so you, you know? have like different expectations, like you don't have a lot of like, of the like, do you see yourself making this much and this, like that type of stuff? Not yeah. that, I feel like you have a unique perspective of it, like in terms of like you're not really in a rush yeah. to go travel and all yeah. this stuff like that. Yeah, I think traveling like that seems like successful as a or mid twenties. Like, yeah, because because also going back to the financial thing, like I think about money, like you know, like oh, if I'm gonna have money to do something, like the first thing I'm probably gonna do is get myself out of college debt, like you know. So traveling, while that sounds fun, like. Knowing me, I'd probably put that money towards something else to like get myself back at like, like you know, leveled ground, mm-hmm. so that I can start building up without having to worry about any, any like baggage from you know my past, like college. Like for for me, like graduating college, my biggest focus is okay. Let me pay off as much loans as I can. Obviously, I'm not gonna put all of my money into just paying off my loans, but that will be like my now main you're focus. putting it into shoes. <laughs> yeah, and, okay, yeah, but I, this is like okay, this is like positive, but, it's, but like I still like even with that, like I still put my savings aside, like you know, because I just don't like the idea of oh my gosh, like I'm sitting here relaxing, going on vacation, and I got interest accumulating, like you know, like that stuff. Yeah, it, I won't fully be able to enjoy it, so that's why I don't think about it as much because I know like. Even just sitting here, like, even sitting in classes now, I'm like, wow, like, what's my bill like next semester? Like, you know, like, I'm just thinking about how I can be as debt-free as I can before I leave. And then, you know, first five years, how far can I get in terms of, like, you know, taking it down? Before I start thinking, oh, where am I going to go? Like, you know, like, what am I going to go see? Like, I don't know. That's just how I look at it. I think we have, like, well, obviously, I have a different, like, view of it, but... Yeah. What do you think, Jemaya? I have a different view of it, too. I mean, I've been fortunate the, the way my, well, these past two years, I don't know about the next two, but the way my financials are set up for um, college, I think I've been fortunate in the fact that I don't really have to worry about, like, how am I going to pay this bill? And that's mm-hmm. something that I'm very, very grateful for because, I mean, I can say, like, even, like, seeing you guys and, um, comparing, <laughs> I'm not even trying to, but comparing like my financial situation and like my bill, like simply my bill, like to how you guys have to think about it. I think I've been fortunate and I can really appreciate oh, yeah. <laughs> the situation that I'm in. Yeah. But, um, the way I look at the traveling thing, like I want to travel, like I want to, even if it's a day trip to New York that only costs $100, like, mm-hmm. I want to travel, I want to do things, and I want to do, I want to get experiences in to mm-hmm. say that I've done it, you know what I mean? Because I think, as people, like, it's not good to just dedicate your life to work all the time or to money, and I think it's very important to tr- to experience new things, and so when it comes to traveling, I want to do that. But I want to do it the right way. I don't want to get a credit card and rack up all this debt like Brianna was talking about. And then in five years, 
when I'm out of college, regret yeah. the financial decisions that I've made in college. And so when it comes to actually doing it um, right now, I'm not in the position to do that. Maybe I want to take a break, um, a trip on spring break. Mm-hmm. I'm like, last year I was like, oh, like even <laughs> if I have to go by myself, like I'm taking a trip, but yeah. I want to set myself... <laughs> I told my mom, <laughs> I um, I want to set myself up in the next few months. Obviously, you got, like, Brianna Maharano, the people might not know. I don't have a job on campus. I just don't. That's that's another topic in itself. But I need to start doing things that are going to make me money. And so I can start saving money. I, I think I'm good with saving, mm-hmm. but I need to start saving money so that I can go on that trip on spring break. Yeah. But I don't want to do it in a way where I'm going to rack up all this debt and stuff like that. So right now, I'm not in the position to just travel. Yeah. I'm in the position to take a day trip somewhere, <laughs> but so I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not in the position to like go catch a flight. And so mm. I'm not going to do that. But in terms of like the material things or like the things that you can see, mm-hmm. I love clothes and I like shoes and but I'm not the one I'm not the type of person that's going to spend like $200 on a shirt. So like yeah. I like clothes and I like wearing them, but I like being practical about the way I'm buying clothes. Mm-hmm. So I'll go to Walmart <laughs> and I'll go and <laughs> and I'll go to you know, I'll go to stores that people wouldn't really expect to shop in, Marshalls, and find nice things and put it mm-hmm. together nicely. So when it comes to that, like I like clothes and I'm I'm excited to like have something to dress nice for every mm-hmm. day, mm-hmm. like have a professional wardrobe. Yeah, because that's something that I really, wanna I want to, yeah, I want to explore that. Um, In terms of other things, like... Obviously, um, if you don't, not obviously, but if you don't know, Mahara and I made the transition to vegan. And right now doing that, that's something that I'm super proud of doing. And it it's giving me a different purpose, I guess, here on campus when I feel like the other things might not be going the right way. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a routine that I have, and I know I have to do this or I'm not going to eat. Yeah. And so when it comes to that, like seriously, <laughs> Mahara, you know that. <laughs> I don't go to the dining hall. Yeah, that but was just, that was, that's true. It just sounded so dramatic. No, but it, <laughs> I gotta do it, so I'm not gonna eat. it sounds like it sounds dramatic, but like I really don't eat in the dining hall. So yeah. that's structure to my life that, I'm creating and in terms of like success and like what you see on social media like the foods in the restaurants like it's something that I'm not going to be able to do as frequently as the regular person and so right now I'm at a stage of accepting that and being okay with that because I think a lot of times like when I've gone out to a restaurant like, with my family or, like, even talk about it or, like, my birthday that just passed. Like, I couldn't just say, let's go to a restaurant because that would be dumb because I'm not (laughs) going to eat anything. And so in terms of creating structure in my life, 
being a be um being plant based is a new type of structure that I've created yeah. and something that I'm living with and I have to be comfortable with because I'm not just going to be able to go grab something off the street. Yeah when my friends might be able to do the same yeah. thing. And so in terms of like myself in a few years after graduation, that's something that I can see for myself and something that I'm practicing yeah. now so that it's not as hard or it doesn't feel as bad for me yeah. when I get there because there's a lot more free time. Like I think out of college, there's even more free time um, that you have. And so a lot of people spend it on eating out and like mm. going out and just doing things that involve food that I won't be able to do. <laughs> so I'm so just I'm, <laughs> I'm just really preparing myself for that right now. I think going back to like the developing um, a sense of self or like sense of style, sense of like lifestyle. Um, when I said that we differed, like me, me and Brianna, I was more thinking like. I do think about it, like, Demai, like, I want to travel and I want to do these things. And, like, in developing, like, a sense of maturity mm-hmm. or, like, developing myself as if I am, like, an adult, mm-hmm. I feel like it's easy to be, like, like, you know, when you're in college and you're, well, I'm 19 now. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> young <laughs> anyway. It's like, wow. <laughs> Man, anyway. you're the ages of the freshmen. <laughs> anyway, being almost 20-year-old, I'm almost. Absolutely not. <laughs> You Be just excited. turned you just turned 19 last week. Whoa. Demai, can you let me speak, please? Okay, so being a 19-year-old, being almost 20, being an adult, I feel like a lot of times mm-hmm. I feel not pressured, but the opposite of pressure. Like, it's normal to just stay where I am and just, like, let college life run, like, you know, let myself go through the rounds. But I just want to elevate myself in terms mm-hmm. of, like, maturity. Like, I'm this age, so I want to have this to my name. Like, I want to have these things, like, in terms, when Demai was saying like she can't afford to um Close to like take flights and stuff like that, she you know she could take a day trip. That, but also in terms of like if I want to do something, I want to save up for it and just do it like in a practical way where I'm not spending money on things that don't make sense, but like actually doing things for myself so I can set up a foundation for what I want to be doing in the future. Like if I want to take a trip or something, I could save the money now and then take it. Cause like I think one thing that always that I always think about is, like, my birthday. Like, when I always think about my birthday in the future, like, oh, what do I want to do for my 20th birthday, my 21st? Like, I think about all these crazy things, and then I always just, like, oh, like, it's just expensive. Like, it doesn't seem realistic. But honestly, it could be realistic because I'm at the stage of my life where I'm in control, mm-hmm. and, like, my 20th, my 21st, like, there's going to be no difference between my whole 20s because it's going to be me funding what I want to do. So, like, in terms of, like, traveling, buying myself things, like, I want to establish what I want. Like, I want to establish my, I guess, my my attention to those things. And, like, if I want this, I'm going to get it. But also, like, th- these are the things that I kind of want to be able to afford. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, I think that touches on that. Um, in terms of being vegan, like, I definitely want to establish more of a structure that Demaya was talking about. Mm-hmm. Because I think that I'll be, like, in the current stage where, like, in my lifestyle, I'm, like, trying to work myself being vegan around my lifestyle where it's not really balanced because I'm like trying to balance like work and like school and all this other stuff but it's just not like it's kind of like I don't know I'm not where I want to be especially when I think about like influences like on social media and stuff and when I see people like 
you know, the, the kind of meals they cook or the kind of meal prep they do, it's, like, so, like, it's inspiring to me, but also I need to be realistic with, like, how much time I have and, like, mm-hmm. the current things that I have to do in regular life. Like, you know, um, so, yeah, like, I want to be consistent in that, but I also want to set up a structure that's realistic but doesn't compromise on things that I want. Yeah. <laughs> I, had, I, wanted to, I wanted to say something on this what I've noticed while you guys are talking, it was interesting because when we were talking about like racing ourselves in terms of like academics, it seemed like for the most part, the idea of like, oh yeah, like there's standards, we have to be here and you have to do that. But I feel like in this whole idea of like our, so, well, I guess it'll be like our social life or whatever, like where we see ourselves and just our lifestyle, it's more unconventional. Yeah, like yeah. it's not, it's not like, well, normally at this age, you know, I'm about to be 20, so people at 20 need to, you know, like, it, yeah. it doesn't seem like you're really racing. Like, at least for me, it doesn't seem like I'm racing. Especially, and one of the examples that made me think about that was how you two are plant-based. Clearly, I'm, like, I'm not plant-based. Mm-hmm. But just like the summer alone, you guys are making that transition, I hang with you guys all the time. So it's like, oh, are you plant-based too? And it's like, no. <laughs> and they're like, oh, why not? And oh, I'm like, it's just, asking. yeah, like, like, why don't you make a transition? It's like, that's just not something I'm doing right now. Like, you know, I don't feel pressure to really be like, damn, I got to go plant-based because, you know, it seemed like that's the new wave. Let me hop on it. Like, no. So I feel like it's just interesting to see how, like, the way that you want your life to be is really more unique to you and just your aspirations and, and the reality of your life currently and just seeing how that um, plays into like plays into it. But also what's, like, for me, like, obviously we're separating this on purpose, but it's just weird because, like, going through college is a part of your lifestyle. So it's just, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, it's not, it's interesting that we separate it even though it's not, it's not separated. Yeah. In reality, you know? That's a good point but, that you, oh, sorry. Um, Go sorry. ahead. There was something else that I wanted to say. Um, going, like, it was just a, it just came to me when you were talking about the traveling, when you're like, oh, when my birthday comes, I'm gonna wanna, go, I'm gonna, I think about all these things that I want to do. And it's just funny because, like, when, my, when I think about my birthday, like, I don't think of anything special, like, at all. Like, <laughs> when people ask me, I remember I always had this issue when I was younger. Like, my mom used to plan parties for us all the time. Like, there was no option. Like, you would get a party. <laughs> but then when you started getting older, I was like, oh, what do you want to do? And I was like, ah, <laughs> I don't really, you know, I don't really have anything. Same. I was like, you don't want to do anything? Like, you don't want to go here? You don't, and she, like, she'll be eager, too. Like, she'll want me to do something. So I was like, I guess we can go to the movies. Like, you know, I didn't have any type of, like, I didn't, in my head, I wasn't thinking, oh, yes, I can see it now. Outfit, location, this, like, mm. who's going to be there? It was just a, oh, this is simple. And so I feel like that, just having that kind of mindset alone, that's probably why I don't really look at, like, oh, where am I going to go? Like, what am I going to, like, what experience am I saving my money for? Because it's like, I don't really think about, like, those things just happen, like, you know, and most of the time, when there is something I want to do, chances are it's already in my budget because, like, I don't know. Just, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I feel like I'm a, like I'm simple in that aspect. Where a lot of the things that I find real interesting, it's really nothing special. It's just like, oh my Dave god, and oh my god. yeah, like she wants to go to Dave and yeah, Buster. like stuff like that. Like I'm saying, like you know, like when, like when the in the Holyoke Mall when Ron wanted to open, I was like, wow, like that's oh, it. Yeah, like, I don't even have to travel. Like all everything I need is right here. You know, so it's just interesting because I feel like I think so. Like I feel like. Pro- in my whole life, like, because I've been working since I was young. Like, I've been working since middle school. So, like, everything I do with my money was, like, it's like I naturally developed this budgeting mindset where I don't even get excited for things out of my budget because I'm like, that's not happening. Like, you know, like, it's just not happening. So let me just not even think about it. But 
Um, and something I also noticed about that was like when I started making money, like on my own terms, not like, oh, I know in the summer I'm going to get a job, like, but that's going to be this amount of money set. So like, let me already start thinking about how I'm going to spend it Mm -hmm. now. Like with us working, like I'm getting, like I can get as much money as I, as I want to make, like as much as I work, I can get that much money. So I feel like my, you know, like the price went up, like, you know, like, (laughs) like, you know, like, oh, I have a little bit more in my pocket now. I think. I can stretch my, you know, horizon a little bit more and yeah. open up more possibilities now because, like, I'm getting paid. You know, like, stuff like that. It's just interesting to see. But, yeah. I, just I think that. that, just to respond quickly, I think that I could always envision things that I wanted, but I just never really took my wants, like, my dream. I'm not going to call them dreams. But, like, my <laughs> wants for, like, the finer things in life, I never took that serious like I'm actually gonna spend the money to do that and I feel like now I'm putting myself into a place where I can actually take that more serious and like do it because I've been thinking like what you said you don't think about birthdays like I've been thinking about these kind of things for a long time mm-hmm. not even just like birthdays but like just something that signifies my transition to a higher level like I'm mm-hmm. getting older I'm getting more mature like I want to have more experiences yeah I think that I definitely think about it I just want to get to a place where I can do it like and yeah. execute one more thing on this, uh, Maharl and I have had this conversation before. I don't know if Brianna and we've had it, but like when we're at the store shopping, and we're just like, "Wow, like this is fun!" Like, oh yeah, spending your money, like adulting is in that sense <laughs> is fun, and like at the end of the day, like money is just a, a thing, like you know, like yeah, like. There's no point to sit here and save all your money and have it sit there doing nothing. There's also no point to blow it all. You have to find that balance of like, okay, like here's what I need to do with my money, but here's also what I want to do with my money. Mm -hmm. And so that's the stage that I'm at in my life right now where I was like, I can't take a day trip. Like, because like there's some things that you just want to do with your money that you can. Like, I want to buy these shoes. Like I am (laughs) like, you know, (laughs) in fact, (laughs) it's like (laughs) my shoes drop tomorrow and I can't wait. (laughs) But like back to the unconventional thing, like, and I, like, when you brought that up, that was a good point because I think all of us are unconventional. Like, um, when it comes to, like, the that the college student and, like, the 20, 19-year-old, like, young adult, I think all of us are unconventional and have unconventional thoughts. And so I think at some point, like, it is going to show in life. And so the social part is where it shows. Yeah, I think, like, the distinct separation of it is, like, showing how, like, we're in college, but, like, college isn't really defining, like, who we are. Like, I wouldn't be like, I'm a college student. Like, you know, like, (laughs) I'm an individual. Like, I go to college, but I'm not a college student. Like, Mm -hmm. Obviously, I'm a college student. It's a part of your journey. <laughs> like, like, college, yeah. I said what yeah. I said, but I didn't mean what I yeah, said. Yeah, like, like, the fact that I'm we're in college, in college is not... I'm an individual yeah. outside of college. Like, yeah. I don't just stay on this campus It's not defined. Yeah, yeah, like, my existence, my being right here, right now, is not defined by going to the University of Massachusetts. Like, you know what I mean? I know, because, like, I'm an individual, and, like, I'm just going through this phase of life. Mm-hmm. And, like, you have to... I feel like it's important to distinct what you want out of life and, like, what you're doing. Like, you know what I mean? Especially when it comes to, like, professional careers. Like, even when you do have a career, you're not defined 100% by that. Like, you have to have your other aspects of life and, like, understand what you want from that 
Because, like, college is really going to take you everywhere you want to go. Exactly. Like, you have to have your own sense of Maybe life. nowhere that you want to go. Like, <laughs> like, like, I mean, it, has, it is statistically true, like, that most people don't end up working in the field they graduated. Yeah, and, like, like, people feel like, if I'm not defined by my major, this X, Y, Z, like, what, who am I? Like, you know, yeah. you have to know what your other purposes are besides mm-hmm. college and career. Besides bragging about your GPA, like seriously, <laughs> and that like, what the hell even is that? Like, honestly, <laughs> let's point, not talk. Your grade point average, like what? Um, okay, next. and that brings us into the last aspect of like racing yourself, developing yourself. It's <laughs> love or romance mm-hmm. slash serious relationships, long term relationships, finding the one marriage, kids, like that whole transition or that phase of life, mm-hmm. that's something that's heavily raced or like heavily oh, yeah. thought of like in a negative, like anxious way. Like when is this going to happen for me? Is this going to happen for me? Like what, you know, yeah, it's really a big one, especially with <laughs> the three of us. If you guys haven't noticed, <laughs> Wait, they like, don't notice. <laughs> really? You don't think so? I don't no. know. I think we've brought it up in term in other episodes before, like, uh, wanting to find, you know, that fulfill that purpose in life. Uh, Maybe it's know. just amongst our, our conversations. Maybe we just talk so much that it feels like it's recorded. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> if you guys don't know, that's something that we talk about a lot. And I feel like that's something that we can race ourselves on. Because like I said, we are 19, 19, 20-year-olds <laughs> on a college campus. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and I guess we could say when it comes to that aspect of life, we're considered unconventional too mm-hmm. because we're not really here. <laughs> we're not really, yes, I did. We're not really here to like do the thing that college people do. Like, yeah. I'm not here to mess around with this guy, that guy. I'm not here to, I'm just not here for that kind of experience with guys. And so when I think about, my romantic life and like why it's not taking off or whatever you want to call it it's i know why and it's because like i'm not really looking for the things that the average college student would be looking for Mm -hmm. and so that means my expectations are higher and those are harder to be met because at this yeah at this age at this age when most guys not thinking about that. And I'm not saying that guy, there aren't guys that think about that. But right here, in, like, in front of me, I haven't met a guy that is really seeking that. And so that's why it's not taking yeah. off. But um, I forgot what I was going to say. I, I wanted to say something on that. I think that idea of, I feel like the reason why our expectations seem really high, the way that, like, at the place we are, is because I think romance and this idea of relationships and all that has been, it's also something that's been like given a standard. Like I was having a conversation with my dad over the weekend and I started to see how like people who are older, right? Who You guys are so young. Like you mm-hmm. shouldn't be thinking about this. You shouldn't be thinking like, you know, like have fun. Like you have to experience, you have to experience. You're not going to find one person. My da- Like my dad, he's big on, you know, I don't want my kids, you know, thinking that, there's only one way to do things. Like, you know, like, he's, I want you to explore, I want you to learn, all that stuff. He's like, you, people shouldn't, his his view is like, people shouldn't just think they're just going to find one person, you know, and if you do, that's great. But some oftentimes, you, you put yourself in this position where you tell yourself you want this. 
And then when you get that, you realize that there's so many other things that you never got to experience. And that ends up putting a strain on what you put, the situation you put yourself into currently, you know? Mm. So in other words, like you put yourself in this relationship, you think you want one person, you found that one person, you're going for it. Like you're, you're building with that person. But then you turn around and you're like, wait a minute, but I never got to do this. I never got to do that. I never tried this. I wonder what that's like. Your head starts taking all these places. And before you know it, like that relationship that you you're thought was miserable. everything is not everything anymore. Yeah. yeah. And so I feel like that's one of the biggest reasons why people around our age group don't, you know, look in relationships as like, is this going to be the long term? Because there, that fear of like, I'm going to miss out. That's happening. And I'm not saying that's invalid. I can definitely see, you know, the, how that can happen. But I also feel like there's ways of having both. It's not, it's not like common to see, but there, I feel like there is a way. And so I feel like by people trying to pursue that and living a life, like, you know, seeing, okay, like I can make, I can get all those experiences with someone. And I don't have to commit to something to, to grow with it, you know? Like, I can grow with someone and get those experiences. And, and, you know, then it just ends up being that person that I go through all of my experiences with. So I feel like that way of, like, looking at romance is something that we kind of... I feel like we see a lot... Like, we see it easier than, like, this idea of, oh, just try everything. Like, that first person not going to be it, you know? Because I know for myself, I don't see... Oh yeah, first one definitely don't see. like. <laughs> I didn't know the first one was gonna be just a trial run. Yeah. Second one, okay, maybe they're better, but still keep your eye on the ball. Next, mm. like you know, like, I don't see myself flipping through pages yeah. and and seeing the next person or the third person. And, oh, my husband, five people from now is gonna be the one. Like you know, like I don't see. I just see one. Like so, mm-hmm. I feel like um, something that I think we kind of like the way that we see things is more. We don't see like the in between. We don't see the process. We just see the end goal, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and that, that kind of gets in the way of the process because like you can't reach the end goal. You can't just jump to the end. Like you have to go through it. So mm-hmm. I feel like I know for myself, like I'm not someone who really accepts the going through the dirt. And, you know, like I don't. You know, like I just I'm all happy go lucky. I just want to see the positive. Anytime I see any type of oh man, this is a detour. I don't want to take it. Like I'm out. Like you know, like so. Yeah. I think that's something that we kind of like. That's how we view things. I feel like that's why we view everything, really. And so, like, it kind of... People aren't able to match up with that, that sight. Yeah, they're, not, yeah. they're, they're ready for the detour, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I'm ready for a straight goal. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's not happening. Yeah. I think that... So, even, like, further... To even further that, like... When I think about... Not specifically marriage, but... I guess it turns... Like, marriage, kids, like, a family of my own. I feel like that's something that I really want. And if you think about it, it sounds weird because it's like you're 19. Like, yeah. <laughs> you want a child. Because, like, you know, people have baby fever and stuff online all the time. But, like, I actually want to go through, like, all those experiences of raising a child mm-hmm. and, like, being a mother and, like, having a family. But it sounds naive, especially to older people. Mm-hmm. And it just sounds childish. But it's, like, it a goal that right. I have. Yeah. And it's, like, a purpose I want to fulfill. Mm-hmm. But, like... And I don't think I'm racing myself specifically. Like, you wouldn't see any evidence of me racing myself to have a child. <laughs> I have a child, obviously. <laughs> but I think that's something that I definitely, not even pressure, but think about to a point where I'm like, dang, like, I, w- I really hope this happens for me. Mm-hmm. And not to say that I shouldn't stop thinking like that, but I definitely could open my mind to, like, being, I could open myself to more faith that it will happen. Rather than like, oh, it's not looking to you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like I could like instill more faith in myself. Like, if this is a purpose that I want to fulfill in life, just like anything else, like I need it to happen or it's gonna happen. 
mm-hmm. and then just work through that. Like Brianna said, like I don't really want to think about all the things that I'm gonna have to really do in order to get there. Mm-hmm. But like that's when that's what's necessary to actually, you know. Yeah. Like. <laughs> it was something that has to happen before yeah. this. I feel like looking at it in terms of like a female perspective, I feel like that that idea of like, I think the race part comes in once you reach like an older age, where it's like okay, now my time is like you know like my time is ticking, you know. If people who think of having families when they reach like twenty five, close to thirty, they're like, oh, I'm about to be thirty, like I don't want to have you know I want to mm-hmm. have kids. I'm getting I'm getting older now. Like when is it gonna happen? Yeah. So that's when like the timer, like the pressure is really coming on, and I think that's why. Older people see, like, when we talk about stuff like this, older people are like, oh, my gosh. Like, they just brush it off because they're like, that's not something you need to worry about until this age. Like, you know? And it's just weird because I feel like if you wait until that time to worry about it, <laughs> like, it's going to come quicker. Like, you know, like, I mean, that's not true. I feel like if you're, if people are just assuming, like, those pressures are only going to happen at a certain age, mm-hmm. like, it's kind of, like, naive to think that way also because yeah. things can happen any time of your life. Like, you know? You never know what like where the course of your life will lead. You never know if if you're so so focused on yourself and so focused on just building yourself that you That's may miss a, that, that person exactly. that may be the person that will bring your life to mm-hmm. where you want it to go. Like it's it's a balance. So I think when people when people um you know tell you like oh don't worry about stuff like that it's that's not like you're you're young you're a kid you have time da da it's like yeah but time is not on your side like you know so time could it can go like this if you're Lally guy and be like, oh yeah, you're right. Like I'm just gonna, cause you know what, Boom, one thing leads to another, and you're 27 and you still have no foundation. Like you know yeah. what I mean. So and it's like sorry. I feel like there's both ways of seeing it, and so it's just really a balance, and that's why it's kind of something that's like, it's just ha- however it will happen, it will happen. We just gotta trust it, you know. And yeah. Sorry. I don't, and it kind of frustrates me. I've said this in a, in another episode. But it frustrates me when people do, like, say stuff like that. Like, oh, you're so young. Like, you don't need to worry about that. This, this, and that. And it's like, at the end of the day, everybody chooses to to spend energy thinking about what they want to think about. Mm-hmm. They do what they want to do. And if I, don't wanna, if I don't want to experience being with multiple guys and all this stuff... Why are you telling me that I'm wrong? Like, you know what yeah. I mean? And so that's that's something that kind of, like, really gets me annoyed mm-hmm. when people do say stuff like that. Because most times it it is people that mm-hmm. are married, that have <laughs> had kids. Like, you know, it's people that already have done the things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is not even shade or anything. But, like... <laughs> Just because it didn't work out the way you wanted it to, mm-hmm. or just because it didn't go the way you thought it was gonna go, doesn't mean that that will be my experience, yeah. or it doesn't even mean that we have the same idea of what it will be. Like mm-hmm. you know, you're not asking me that. Yeah. You're just listening to like what I'm saying, but you're not asking like why and yeah. stuff like they're that. Seeing, it's like I feel like they're seeing themselves at that time. Exactly. Like, I remember when I used to think exactly. that and look at why yeah. don't be like, like me. It's like what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like people see like. I don't know. People can see, depending on your value system, you could see, like, having a child, getting married, or, like, that whole aspect of your life. You can just see... A lot of people see it as, like, that's just something that happens to you in life. Mm-hmm. Rather, I feel like I yes. see it as a goal. Exactly. And so, like, and it, how people will mm-hmm. think of, like... Like, think about it like this. If you compare that to, like, college, not even trying to sound crazy, but, like, college is just something I'm using to get to where I want to be mm-hmm. in order to accomplish my goals. Like, 
graduating college or like doing all this stuff, that's not really a goal that I'm like aspiring to like because it's my personal like desire. Like it's just more like a I have to do it's it. An end, yeah, it's an end to a mean. So like yeah. that's my goal, like being able to, you know, sustain a family. End, end to a mean? I thought it was means to an end. Is that what it is? Means to an end? <laughs> I don't know. It just sounds right. I don't know either. Meets means, means to, to an, an end. end. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, that makes more sense. Ends to a mean doesn't really make sense. Really. But anyway, it's the it's the goal. It's the point. <laughs> yeah, like one more thing on this. Mahal and I mean, I see this. I'm like, I could be done with this college thing and like I could have a family right now. And people listening might like think that's crazy, but this is not really being here is not fulfilling me the way that I know that I'll be fulfilled mm-hmm. when I have a husband and when I get to have kids and when I get to... Because that brings a whole nother level of joy to you, mm-hmm. I guess. And that's a whole nother experience in life that I don't think a lot of people appreciate, like Maharo said. But I'm ready to appreciate that and I'm ready to experience that. So, like, this college thing, it's just... I'm just here. I have a question. Um, so you say that like you could like be done with this at any time and, and fulfill like do what you feel would be more like fulfilling in your life. So does that mean that this academic race that everyone seems to be in, those needs that you need to have to be successful, do you feel like you would be willing to not, you know, like not really focus on that? And just focus on like your your romantic race, like you know what I mean. Because that's <laughs> yes. what, like, that's what it sounded like to me. Because like in the beginning, we were talking about you know like these are just some things you have to do if you want success. Mm-hmm. But if success isn't really fulfillment, then what's the point? I, of going Success back, you know? in that area of life. Yeah. So I I feel like there's two areas of life mm-hmm. when you're an adult. There's your work life, and then there's your personal life, yeah. and you can be successful in both of those. And so when I talk about that's not. Getting that job, getting that internship is not the definition of success for me. Mm-hmm. And so there's two, there's just different layers of success that I want to reach in my life. And, like, I can't really see, like, obviously I can see myself going to work and having a job. But mm-hmm. I can't see myself doing that as much as I can envision myself having a family. Yeah. And so yeah, when so it comes would, to that, yeah. I think that's when it gets... When I say like, oh, like I could just end this all, like yeah. that's when I say that because I can actually see it, mm-hmm. and it's actually like bringing me a sense of like, whew, relief yeah. and like gives yeah. me a warm like, feeling. This is coming soon. I think yes, that, I think that in the society, <laughs> in the society that we're in, <laughs> in the society that we live in, like you're born and like you're just beaten down, like you're gonna get a job, like you're gonna work for a living, and. You can, I feel like the three of us have reinterpreted that as trying to take the most meaning of like what work we want to do that'll fulfill us. But at the end of the day, work is work. Like you work mm-hmm. for pay. Like, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of things that you want to get into. And it becomes unenjoyable. A lot of things you want to get into are interesting to you, but like you always have to think about it as how am I going to get paid? How am I going to sustain myself? How yeah. am I going to eat, live, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like in that sense, working for a living can never be 100% fulfilling. Like it just can't. And so that's where your personal life goals come in. And I think that a lot of people do get it confused. Like, if I achieve this, 
I'll be happy because I'll be able to buy myself this, this, and that. But it's like, unless you have your first, I mean, that could be your personal goal. I'm not going to say it can't be, but like, unless you have your own personal senses of like things that are not material that you want to achieve, it's not, you're not going to really find fulfillment because, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's just how I feel. Yeah. yeah, but so speaking on those three things, uh, and so like we could call this like imposter syndrome where like, it ties more to the professional, mm-hmm. um, what do you call that? The professional side of life. But mm-hmm. I think it can be applied to every aspect of life, mm-hmm. honestly, because like we talked about standards earlier mm-hmm. and like measuring up, that's everywhere in life. Mm-hmm. And so um, if you don't know, imposter syndrome is a collection of um, feelings of inadequacy that persists despite evident success. Yeah. And so, um, speaking for myself, I can say that, like, I face, I experience extreme imposter syndrome on a college campus. And it's something that I never, ever had before mm-hmm. I got here. And so, um, imposters, they suffer from extreme self doubt. And a feeling of intellectual fraudulence. So, like, Mm -hmm. feeling like, okay, like, that was in the past. Like, the good things that I did were in the past. Like, I'm in college now. Like, this is a new chapter. Like, I have to make, I have to Mm -hmm. forget about those and make new things for myself. Mm -hmm. And that can be tied to something like your resume, for example. Like, we did a lot of great things inside (laughs) high school. Yeah. But... They say you cannot put those down. Those are from high school. Like you have to focus on what you're doing recently. Mm-hmm. But that is like good. That's success. Like yeah. those are successful moments. And so like that's just one example yeah. of like, oh my gosh, like I've had success in the past, but what am I doing now? Mm-hmm. Like, like you know. For me, GPA is one good example of like. Yeah. I feel like. I don't validate myself through my GPA, but, like, in terms of further opportunities I could get, I always think, like, oh, my gosh, like, my GPA is not in a good position. Like, I don't feel like I can match up with other. Like, if I'm applying for something, I'll think, I don't think I can match up with other applicants. Not because I wouldn't be um, qualified for the job at hand, but just when they look at my resume, like, they look at my profile, if they don't know me, it's like, you know, like, what am I doing here? How you look on paper doesn't really Yeah, like, how should I? And I feel like imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome plays out especially if you're black or a person of color on a college campus and I feel like more so like back to our values thing like if you don't see college as like something that's like I don't know something that validates and all be all yeah if I'm not sitting here like oh I'm so validated by the fact that I go to UMass like I'm top of my class you know things like that if you're not validated by that if you have personal other goals when you're in the classrooms and you're in those things, it can feel like, what am I, like, you know, like, I'm not really here with the same eager mentality as everybody else. Like, I don't value school in exactly. the same way. Yeah. And so, like, and I don't can really make you feel bad. Yeah. I don't fit in. I don't belong. So, like, maybe I should just, you know, maybe I should just stick to the sidelines or something. I feel mm. like that, I've definitely felt that this semester and last. Um, but, yeah, that's just been my experience yeah. with it. I feel like, I can empower myself through, like, like how we were saying before, like, I can empower myself through my values, so, like, not focusing on the fact that these classes are so important to me can open up aspects of, like, this is what, like, what you were saying before, like, 
if you don't care about the classes, you're going to care about the networking that you can do outside of class because you don't really, that's what you value. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you can empower yourself through imposter syndrome, but like it definitely is. Yeah. It's, it, yeah you're gonna feel it i feel like from freshman to senior yeah. in different in, in different instincts yeah i think for me imposter syndrome like the way that i've experienced it is that i'm i would consider myself someone who's had a good like a good amount of opportunities that i've taken like you know when i like started when i started programs like i started a program really young a forage program when i was really young Literally, if I were to like go through the amount of things I did, like it would seem like a lot. Like it's like wow, because at the time I was just I just said yes. Like that was really it. Like I was a yes man. Like I was just like, Oh yeah, sure, <laughs> sure, yeah, I'll do that. Like, you know, so like I didn't realize how many things I was doing for myself because I just was afraid to say no. Like that was really the only reason why I ended up getting all of that experience. And so I feel like looking back at it now, like other people seeing that, like even people through like people who I've gone through it with, like, wow, like you did so much, like this you know, like I see it as like, yeah, but that wasn't really, you know, like, I don't really count that as mm. doing because at the time, I didn't have a passion for it. So, like, does it even count? Like, you know, like, I was doing it. Yeah, it's great. It's a good opportunity. But it's not an opportunity that I feel like really be- did anything for me, like, mm. other than giving me, like, social exposure because, like, I got good at public speaking, like, stuff like that, you know? But I feel like the way that I kind of have, like, imposter is, is, like, kind of like that. Despite the amount of success that it looks like I've had, like, it doesn't feel like it to me. Like, even now, like, when we're talking about resumes, like, I, I, my resume looks, I dressed it up a little bit. Like, you know, like, I was like, oh, yeah, on this resume, they're going to see that, you know, like, I did two internships in the summertime, and, you know, I got two jobs now. Like, you know, it looks like I'm doing a lot, but in reality, it's just like, well, I don't know. Like, it, I don't feel like I really worked as hard as I would think, like, that I thought I would to get to those, to get to those places. And so it doesn't feel like a big accomplishment for me. Like for mm-hmm. me, like an accomplishment is like, yeah, I put my sweat into this. Like I worked for this. Like I, you know, like I, I went through it to, to get to where I am now. A lot of it felt like it was just kind of like handed to me. Like, I don't like, honestly, I, I don't want to sound like, oh yeah, I just had all these opportunities they were laying around. And I just took it it is what it is. Yeah, but Brianna. that's what it felt like to me. Like it just felt like it is. You know, I was at the right place at the right time. So I never, like, I've always had this issue of just accepting that like, you know, like, People would say like you know like don't don't downgrade your work don't downgrade your self worth and I'm like I don't want to because like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that I that those opportunities I didn't take and like use them to the best like I didn't, you know like I'm not gonna say that I didn't do that because I did like I put my work into everything but the fulfillment wasn't there so like I just can't see it being something that I can talk about all the time and like you know and the things that I see the things that I feel like I do I actually get so much fulfillment for for it's not something that's for a resume like you know yeah like you said we did a bunch of things in high school. The things that we did in high school, it was like volunteer, really. Mm. We didn't we didn't ask for pay for it. We didn't look for it to be. We didn't do it because we thought it would look good on the resume. How can we I just use did it? Like, yeah. and that, and those were the things that I was like, wow, like I really enjoy this. Even now, like with this podcast, I mean, people can find ways to put this on a resume. Be like, oh yeah, you can definitely talk about. But it's just something that I just did. It wasn't something I was doing because I'm like, yeah, this would look good. It's just something I genuinely felt. Oh, I yeah. feel like I would get something like personal fulfillment out of this and those are the things that i see as like success and achievement so it's like it's just like this kind of like weird you know like what looks good versus what feels good Mm -hmm. and i think that's where the imposter syndrome happens because like you get you end up getting praised for like things that you don't necessarily feel any anything from but the things you do feel really good about people don't know about that stuff so it's not like you can really go around 
bragging about it because it's mm-hmm. not it's like yeah. well I mean you know so and yeah. then, uh, in terms of like that GPA thing like when I say like that's I think that's why I, I'm not someone who's so focused on like yeah my, my GPA needs to look good because like even coming to college like I came to college because I genuinely believe like okay I'll find what I need to do good like in the world or, or whatever I'm doing and so I'm not going to worry so much about like how my grades look. If I feel good about it, then that's it. like, I'm, yeah, you know, it, it, it's not the best way of going about, you know, because I'm, I'm paying for this. So obviously my grades need to, they need to get me to a certain, you know, place. But my mindset coming into it was really like, you know what? I feel good about this class. Like I liked it. I learned enough. You know, whatever the grade is, I'm, I'm fine with it because I think I did really good. Like that's the way that I looked at it. And I feel like that's something that, I don't know, like, I don't know if people see things that way, but, like, I know, like, in college, that whole idea of, like, oh, it's exam times, I'll be in my room studying. I'm I just, know. like, honestly, yeah, I like, never yeah, like, I'm just, like, I, I, don't, I don't see that being, like, the biggest stressor in my life. Like, my stress is really, like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, I haven't talked to my sister in, like, a couple of days, or, like, I haven't really gone outside. Like, you know, like, I'm not someone who's, like, yep, it's exam time, you know what it is, I'm excited to start studying and stressing. No, I don't look forward to that stuff. Like, I don't, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So... You know, speaking on imposter syndrome and, like, even recognizing that you have it, I think, first of all, this is this is one, this can go under the umbrella of mental health. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't control, if you don't reframe your thoughts and if you don't start thinking positively about yourself and, like, mm-hmm. the things that you can do, like... Mm-hmm. It can take a turn for the worse and it can really take over your life. And so I haven't been at that point where I'm like, I'm not doing anything, mm-hmm. but I want to get to the point where I am confident in myself going into a room of my peers where I'm confident in myself, where I'm just like, okay, like I can sit up tall just like the rest of these mm-hmm. people because looking looking back at it or looking at looking at my interactions with adults mm-hmm. I'm an adult we're adults <laughs> but looking at my interactions with people that are 1 year older than me mm-hmm. 20 years older than me they're almost always positive mm-hmm. and i know that like just by like literally making a connection with somebody in person mm-hmm. i'm able to get anything that i want from them because i know that i have that ability mm-hmm. Not just because I want to use people, because but because I can make a lasting impact on somebody and they can see the good in me. Mm-hmm. And so I think that when it comes to imposter syndrome and like my feelings, I need to keep remembering that more yeah. because they're like like the resume thing. Once again, my resume is not necessarily up to par. But when I meet you, I can make a lasting impact mm. on you. And I can have that conversation about almost anything. Mm. And I can sp- give you myself more than what's on that paper. Yeah. And so, you know, there has to be a good balance of that, like like we talked about balance earlier. But I have to really take my opportunities when I'm meeting people and making that lasting impact that I know I can make. Like with professors and things like that, like it feels so it makes me feel good when I'm sitting in the class with a hundred people. I already told you guys this, but when I'm sitting in a class with a hundred people, only black girl, people might not ever have seen me. But the professor is like using me as an example in their (laughs) class. Like, what if Demaya said such and such or 
you know, or when I can go up to you at the beginning of class and you say good morning to Maya first and then the conversation mm-hmm. starts. Like that feels good to me and I have to really always remember that I have the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. One more, two more things. Uh, Just like, like tips, I guess, of like reframing imposter thoughts. Mm-hmm. So like um, recognize when you're feeling um recognize when imposter feelings emerge and really like break those down mm-hmm. um talk about your feelings so like really talk about mm-hmm. things like people don't understand the importance of saying things out loud because mm-hmm. it really does make a difference um reframe your failures as an opportunity yeah. so as an opportunity to grow or to learn uh this sounds cliche, but be kind to yourself. <laughs> no, it's um, true. I, honestly, I resonate with that one the most because like, I feel like, for me, I over-criticize and I over, like, you know, like, I'm always like, oh, you know, like, that wasn't this and that wasn't, like, I reflect, but it's reflecting more of, like, what I did wrong as opposed to, like, giving myself that, like, mm-hmm. appraisal that for the things that I actually know aren't bad. Yeah. So I think that was a good one. Um, seek support if you feel like you need it and visualize your success. So, if you see yourself doing something great, like visualize that and then make it happen. And that all those things about imposter syndrome came from the Harvard Business Review. Just had to just the had Harvard to business school? Harvard Business Review. Oh review. Just had to put that out there. <laughs> yeah. And so we've been talking about racing this whole time, but as everybody, you know, should be familiar now, like with Nipsey Hustle and his slogan the marathon continues life is actually a marathon and so Mm -hmm. the definition of a marathon is any extended or sustained activity whereas a race is a contest between people animals vehicles etc where the goal is to finish first yeah so it's not like if you're trying to live a meaningful life in your own terms, whatever that is, you have to think about life as a marathon and not a race. Because mm-hmm. if you're thinking about it as a race, you're missing the opportunities that you would have had if you would have just saw life mm-hmm. for what it was, if you would have saw you for who you are and just rolled with the punches. Yeah. And so, rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like going off of that, people who are... In a race, like, if you don't win, if you don't see yourself as a winner of a race, you're a loser. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a big difference. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a big difference between a marathon because everybody in a marathon has their own personal goals to accomplish once they complete it. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like you're racing to complete a personal goal. Like, not yeah. necessarily I'm racing to be first, but I'm racing to be my time. I'm racing to accomplish X, Y, Z. So, like. I don't know. If you see yourself in a race, like it can really be like a narrow, mm-hmm. like a really, mm-hmm. it could be nine times out of ten you're gonna lose because how you, you can't a, race. You how can't you gonna race, race with the rest yeah. of the world? Like you can't race with everybody out there. Like you're the only one that you really understand and know. And so like you have to look at it more individual, like yeah. a marathon. But um, Demaya has a video that she found actually of Nipsey Hussle talking. Yeah, people have might might have heard it before, but. I'm just going to play and then we're going to close out. So thank you for listening. And we hope that this was 
enjoyable for you to listen to. It was really enjoyable for us to have the conversation, mm-hmm. and that's why it did go on so long because we were really, mm-hmm. we were really into it. And so we're just gonna close with the video of Nipsey, and um, we'll see you guys in our next episode. That's why I call my thing the marathon because yeah. I, I'm not gonna lie and and, and portray. Um, this ultimate poise, like I've been, had it figured out. No, I just didn't quit. That's the only distinguishing quality from me and probably whoever else going through this or Mm -hmm. went through this or is going to go through this is that I ain't quit. I went through every emotion. I went through Mm -hmm. every emotion with trying to pursue what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think that what, what going to separate whoever's going to try to go for something is that you ain't going to quit. And that's, you know, you're going to really take the stance if I'm going to die behind what I'm, what I'm getting at right now. (laughs) 